Good afternoon, everyone, um, and we thank you for coming today uh, to our worship service. And for those of you who have joined us at home, welcome to our online worship service. And we thank you for always joining us online. And thank you for uh, being with us today. And as you can see, I no longer wear a mask uh, and uh, a face shield under phase three, and we thank God for that. But provided I will be at a very great distance from you. So, yeah, that's why. And I'm thankful because I no longer have to wear that. Uh, my prayers have been answered by God. Otherwise, I'd be wearing something like this and I would look like uh, um, Megatron or whatever. I look like an alien. So, a few announcements before we proceed to the word. Starting today, we will only allow entry to our premises using the Trace Together app. So, please download the app or get the token. Uh, for us, we prefer the token because it's easier to manage and you don't have to turn on your phones. So, please get the tokens. But we also we are also cognizant that many of you uh, couldn't have yet the token because um, some of the community clubs are, uh, are not yet um, uh, distributing your tokens, meaning they're not yet available. So you can download the Trace Together app. So if you're coming, you could use the Wi-Fi that we provide at this time until all of the tokens have been given. So for now, we will allow you to use the um, Wi-Fi access so that you could uh, check in and check out later. But if you're using the token, that would be better. So if uh, it's available to you uh, from your community centers, community clubs, please do avail of one. And please tell also your employers or uh, get one for your family because strictly we will not allow that. Uh, we will not allow entry without the Trace Together app or the Trace Together token. But for those of you who have families who are coming to church, um, you can also uh, have your children below six years old together with them, yung uh, group. So that's also possible. So uh, starting today, uh, we will not allow anyone without these two. So that's very important. Uh, we continue also using the Eventbrite link when you come to church. So our attendance is still via Eventbrite link and uh, via online registration. So if you have problems with the registration, let us know, text us. But it will be good if you register yourselves because uh, sometimes by the time we see it, it's already a uh, few minutes had already passed. So please uh, uh, try to get the link. Um, we always post that on our Facebook, so you could just click on the link and register. Um, we could have a reg uh, we could register as many as five, uh, five or seven uh, for one group. So please do register. And if you have problems, text us. And also starting next, this week, 9th of January, we will have our uh, pilot Saturday worship service again. And we are targeting families, young families, to attend that worship service so that we could free the Sunday for those people whose off days are just Sundays. So we could accommodate more. Because even if we have increased the capacity to 250, our internal capacity, meaning our space could not uh, accommodate 250 anyway with one meter social distancing. So we are still limited by space. So we are 
encouraging families to attend the Saturday worship if they're available. But of course, if you're a family, you could still go and attend the uh, Sunday worship service. So, but, but we're trying that starting the 9th of January, which will be a Saturday. We will start 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 so that you could still have time for dinner if, you're, if you have your small kids with you. And uh, please use our daily Bible reading. We've just started January 1. So we have a physical copy, and you could also access this online. And uh, you could also join us uh, using the U version. We're using the Chinese uh, daily Bible reading. And if you want, you could also have the audio devotional uh, app that goes with it. Uh, using the TGC, the Gospel Coalition's uh, audio devotional guide. So if you want to have probably a fresher way looking at the text, you could probably listen to that audio. So we have a physical copy. You could uh, use your U version. You could download our soft copy of this. Or you go to the, the Gospel Coalition with the link that we have provided on our Facebook channel. And you could listen also to that video. So there's no excuse for any of us not to, to miss this opportunity to read, the, to read God's Word together. And also, we're sending every day uh, through our FBNR chat groups our seven-day prayer and uh, fasting reflection. And together with those reflections, we have prayer points. So if you will uh, check your FB account, any one of you who has no Facebook, Lahat po may Facebook? Oh, lahat naman may Facebook. Very good. So, um, we've downloaded that very easily so that parang ang tawag doon carousel, you know? carousel yung pagkaka-upload so that uh, you don't need to download the picture. You could just see it uh, easily. So, yung po yung um, uh, seven-day prayer and fasting points and reflection natin. So, please do pray with us and there's also a link there how to fast if you are new to that. So, yung po yung ating mga announcements today. And uh, if there's any announcement, we will uh, give that later. So, uh, maraming salamat po at welcome po sa inyo kung mga bago po kayo dito sa loob ng Shekinah Hall or you're at Hope Room. Peace, love, and joy. Welcome to the Living Word Fellowship. And today, we are launching our new theme of course, this is new, uh, new Year, so we have a theme for 2021. And we've entitled that, Revive, Rebuild, Restore. Yeah. So, you know, when the leadership, um, sometime the last quarter of 2020, when we discussed this theme, we thought that this would be very apt as a theme for this year because um, we are hopeful that we will be, and we will recover from the effects of the pandemic and that we will slowly revive uh, our lost opportunities. We will rebuild our lives and restore whatever what was destroyed. And I think many of you um, wanted to go home and have your uh, vacations or your end of contract vacations and you weren't able to do that because of this. Who among you whose vacation should be 2020, but it was halted and uh, you, you were never given the chance to go home this last year pala. Sino sa inyo? Yung dapat nag-go home. O yung mga dapat, ay, lahat pala. Ayos, ako lang pala. Pasensya na. 
ako lang pala ang uh, hindi ano doon. So, um, today we are hopeful that with this theme that we have, um, the Word of God will lead us to 2021 and beyond. And to see uh, hope for 2021 uh, in a godly and a biblical perspective. So for the quarters of the year, we will discuss what revive is all about, what rebuilding is all about, and what restoration is all about in a biblical perspective. Because we need to restore, revive, uh, rebuild and restore, revive ourselves, our relationships, our church, our community. And with that, uh, we want you to be given that biblical perspective and an opportunity, especially what hope is all about in the light of all of these things. Not hope that is not rooted in reality and truth, but hope that is also anchored in God's truth and promises. So that's what we wanted. So for this month, for the entire month of January, we will, uh, exp- uh, may- we will make an exploration on these three things. So we will have a theme expression. What does it mean to be revived? What does it mean to be rebuilt? And what does it mean to be restored? So uh, we will journey together with this. And I hope you'll be excited. We've just finished starting right and finishing well. Um, siguro kung titignan natin yung mundo, we did not finish well so well in 2020. Pero by God's grace, technically we all finished well in 2020. But we ask the world, siguro hindi. But there's new hope for 2021 with the discovery and uh, with the invention of the virus vaccine. And so we pray that it will uh, roll out. And I don't know if many of you will volunteer to have yourselves vaccinated. I'm afraid of syringe. Uh, the sight of it makes me uh, sick. So I, I will, I will have myself vaccinated. But I think I have to be first as to, patulogin muna nila ako. They have to put me to sleep before they will put that to me. So as we look into the revive, rebuild, restore, and this is our theme together, we will look into the facets of these dimensions of this uh, throughout the year, and we will start today. And so I pray that the Holy Spirit will lead us into that journey, uh, into the revival, into rebuilding, into the restoration. So we will be reading today uh, Zechariah chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. And uh, we, I will be reading from the English Standard Version. So as a sign and our a reverence to God, may I request the congregation to please stand. We will be reading Zechariah chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. And you could read along with me silently. Zechariah chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. In the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, son of Edo, saying, The Lord was very angry with your fathers. Therefore say to them, Thus declares the Lord of hosts, Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Do not be like your fathers, to whom the former prophets cried out. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Return from your evil ways and from your evil deeds. But they did not hear or pay attention to me, declares the Lord. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? But my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants, the prophets, did they not overtake your fathers? So they repented and said, 
as the Lord of hosts purposed to deal with us for our ways and deeds, so has he dealt with us. May the Lord be worshipped and praised the reading of his word. Let us just come to the Lord in prayer today. Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to study your word and to be with us. Open our hearts, O Lord, illumine our souls so that we may understand your word and apply it in our lives. Be with your people today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us all be seated. So our sermon today, I have entitled, uh, Same as Our Theme. Because as I've mentioned, the entire January, we will uh, explore the theme expressions of this uh, theme that we have, Revive, Rebuild, and Restore. And this is the thing that we're receiving now. Thank you, by the way, to Sister Joy and Sister Riza, who conceptualized this and designed this. Vector daw ang tawag dito. Uh, hindi graphics. Tama, vector. Okay, so palapakan natin ng Panginoon sa graphics team natin. Sa team media natin na lagi tayong sinasamahan. I'd just like to mention, every five minutes before that time, we're having technical difficulties. So para aming production dito na, five minutes before on air, nagkakagulo kami. But we're always here. And I hope 2021, our system will be revived, rebuilt, and be restored. <laughs> I'll show you this picture. We have thought of this uh, Revive, Rebuild, Restore because of this picture. Itong picture ng virus na ito na nakikita natin ngayon. Sorry. Okay. Alright. Um, you know, sabi ko nga kanina, there's a new hope for 2021 kasi may virus vaccine na. Uh, hindi rin sobrang good news yon for people like me are afraid of syringe and afraid of being uh, injected here. Uh, natatakot ako actually ngayon, nasa stress na ako. Uh, but with that, we hope that we will slowly pick up ourselves, slowly adapting to the new, new normal, uh, slowly uh, returning to our travels, returning uh, to gather more cautiously. So in every life cycle, there's a need for revival, rebuilding, and restoration. It's a cycle of life. It's like that. Whether we like it or not, this 2021, we will face hardships. O oh, ayan na naman kayo, baka sabihin nyo, ayan naman, meron na ka naman prediction, uh, Brother Ray, ganyan, may sabihin ka na naman. Uh, but that is the cycle of life. We will face trouble this year, whether you like it or not. Isang dahilan lang naman, siguro, para masabi mo, you don't have troubles in life anymore. And that is either your, you don't, you want to live as a hermit, which is now impossible, or you're dead. But once, so long as you live, you will always find this cycle of life. And therefore, there's an always constant need for us to be revived, to be rebuilt, and to be restored from time to time. As you know, Ecclesiastes, if you could remember, there's a time to uh, build, there's a time to destroy, there's a time to uh, plant, and there's a time to pluck. And I hope, prayer ko January 1, nagihiwalay ang taon, ang panalayan ko, Lord, siguro time to destroy yung 2020. Lord, awat naman siguro ngayon, 2021, sana time to build naman. Lord, maawa naman kayo sa amin. But I know that God is merciful to us. Indeed, it is a time for us to be rebuilt, to be restored, and of course, formally to be revived. So we've chosen this book of Zechariah. 
Um, and I hope you will read the book of Zechariah because it's a very, very good book. It's a very beautiful book that's full of imageries, vision, and all of those things. Because we find that the book of Zechariah is very apt for us because like them during their time, um, this is also a time for us to be revived. There's also a time of revival that time. There's also time of rebuilding and there's also time of restoration. Same with us now. And as we examine these lessons, the book of Zechariah has timeless truths for all of us, for us to ponder and for us to apply. So like today, the time of Zechariah, we're also in the crossroads of revival, rebuilding, and restoration. So let me give you a brief, brief background on who Zechariah is and the book of Zechariah. And uh, let us try to, to know who Zechariah is. Um, for the interest of time, I will not be able to give you a full lecture on this book, so please read and please uh, research also if you have time. Uh, but Zechariah is a returnee to Jerusalem after 70 years of captivity. And you know already the story of Israel. They were um, uh, colonized in a way by many empires, and they were um, subdued by... Babylonians, and then of course when the Babylonians uh, were defeated by the Persians, the Persians promised them that they could return to, the, uh, to their hometown, which is Jerusalem, that they could return to Israel. Because the Persians are more cordial, more friendly with their vassal states than the Babylonians. And so Zechariah is one of those returnees. Ang contemporary ni Zechariah, I see Haggai, uh, of course, when you have Haggai, you also have Zerubbabel, who's like the governor or like the, the um, uh, regent, because there's no king, because there's only one king, the Persian king, and Joshua, the high priest. And Zechariah means the Lord remembers, because the Lord remembers them after the 70 years of captivity. So while Zechariah and Haggai are contemporaries, they go side by side, um, Zechariah is a bit different uh, with his approach on the rebuilding of the temple. Both prophets called for the rebuilding of the temple. But Zechariah speaks that God is ultimately concerned about his people more than the reconstruction of the physical temple. Now, I think I've already preached here about Haggai. See, Haggai, that's also his statement. He wanted to the temple to be rebuilt because that's what uh, his call. He is encouraging the people of God. He was encouraging the people of God to build the temple. But Haggai, if you would read him, he's concerned about the physical rebuilding of, of uh, the temple. But of course, that's not actually his call in the sense that um, while he's calling the physical building, uh, at the back of it, ang talagang kanyang gusto ay mabuilding temple because the, the temple, as I've mentioned before, is the cultural identity and spiritual identity of the people of God. And so when the temple is built, yung worship to Yahweh will return. So that is the um, theme of the book of Haggai. But when you read Zechariah, same, he wanted to build a temple, but it's more explicit in the terms that he's very poetic when it comes uh, in presenting that uh, idea that we need to build a temple. Uh, if you read Zechariah, he's very, very clear that 
he's now saying, so in a way, one notch higher, according to Bible commentaries and Bible scholars, one notch higher is Zechariah. Because Zechariah is saying, we just don't want to build the temple. He now made a very uh, explicit tone saying that ultimately, God is concerned about the reconstruction and the rebuilding of the lives of his people more than the physical space of the temple. So that's what Prophet Zechariah is saying. And indeed, uh, the message of Zechariah, as uh, in a way what they're saying is that they're not just interested. God is not just interested in the edifice or building for Yahweh. But it's a call of God. The building of the temple, kasi yun ang cultural identity nila eh, yun ang center of their identity, is the call of God to the revival of worship, rebuilding of their lives, and the restoration of their relationship with God as His chosen people. So, it's about God. But of course, the Israelites um, did not take that uh, at the site because what they happened was when they were ordered to build the temple, they thought they were building again their religion. But they did not realize that God is calling them to relationship. Because I've mentioned before that worship is a matter of relationship. Worship is a matter about love. You cannot worship a person, a God, that you do not love. And so it's all about revival, rebuilding, and restoration. Now let me just define yung revival. We will just briefly discuss that today, revival. And whenever we hear the word revival, we always associate yung certain revival with a renewed passion, revitalized um, reawakening of our religious fervor, or recommitment to our passion. And these are all true. But reading it carefully, before this renewed passion happens, bago nagkaroon ng renewed passion, bago nagkaroon ng revival, before there will be a reawakening of religious fervor, bago yon, there's something that preludes that. And that is to return. And we could read that in verse 3. Very clear, sabi ng Panginoon in verse 3, in Zechariah 1, Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you. There is a call to return. So the call of revival or the call to be revived is a call to return. And the call to return to God is a call to repent. Because it says here in verse 4, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Saan magre-return? Saan lalayo? Verse 4 is very clear. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Return from your evil ways, and from your evil deeds. So if we want to have revival, the first thing, an integral element of revival, is repentance. So that's my first point. Revival happens through repentance. And we no longer do that as the people of God. There is a teaching that says we no longer need to repent. Because, according to them, yung repentance actually comes from the Greek word. One of the Greek words is metanoia, meaning to change one's mind. And that is true. To repent means to change one's mind. But this is my question. 
if changing one's mind, and we no longer need to reflect, how can your change of mind happen without your thoughts, your speech, your words uh, won't accompany that repentance? I am yet to see a person who repents, but not accompanied by at least a confession or a thought of it. Because really, repentance means to change one's mind, to change your mind about your sin. Hindi ba noong hindi pa kayo nagre-repent at wala pa kayong totoong repentance? What is your view about your sin or on the sins that you have committed? Parang nagkakapilang, hindi ba? Pero because you truly repented, there's a change of mind. There's a change of heart. And so you no longer see that sin good to you. You see that differently. That is repentance. Revival happens through repentance. Repentance of the people of God preludes revival. And we could see that in the scripture because whenever repentance is preached in the Bible, the, it, it preludes the coming of the kingdom of God. We've seen that in Matthew 4.17. See John the Baptist. How many John the Baptist? And we've also re- re- read that. Uh, we have read that a while ago in our offertory. Sabi ni uh, John the Baptist, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And of course, on the day of Pentecost, if we will read Acts 2, verse 38, we've read that there's a call to repentance, and that call to repentance uh, resulted to the uh, preaching of the gospel and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, let me just read that to you. Since that we are Pentecostal in tradition, we should understand this. In verse two, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 38, it says there, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So prior to the coming of the Lord, the gift of the Holy Spirit, all of these are uh, preluded by repentance. Do you want to have revival in this church? We must start first with repentance. Meron ba tayong mga kasalanan na dapat nating isuko sa Panginoon? Gusto niyo bang ma-revive ang inyong mga buhay? Do you want yourselves to be revived? Gusto niyo bang magkaroon restoration? Gusto niyo bang magkaroon ng uh, rebuilding of your lives? Start with repentance. And we can see here in the verse, in verse 6, did the people of God, as the call of Zechariah to repent, did they repent? At makikita natin dito yung elemento ng repentance. Because what we've said that repentance is a change of one's mind. When we see verse 6, it says there, So they repented and said. So they confessed. They repented. They changed their minds on the former things and changed that to something that is godly. And when they repented, they've uttered, they've confessed it. This is a proof that they have repented as the Lord of hosts purpose to deal with us. So they now understand what God is doing in their lives. That is to repentance, to really leave the former things behind and to change your perspective to new things, and to, the, to godly things. So in this, they had a recognition. You see, the, the call of God to return is a call to repentance, which results to revival, a change of heart. If we want to have a renewed passion in life, 
If we want to have a new sense of direction, we must repent. Kasi nga, di ba nabago yung mind mo? Pag nabago yung mind mo, your actions will follow. And with the actions that followed it, you will start to be revived. It will result now to a rebuilding of your life. It will resort to the restoration of your life. So repentance brought them to life. It brought them the things which were lost. So they changed their mind here. They changed their mind about their sin, about their rebellion, about themselves, and about God. If you think before that God is unforgiving, you no longer think about that. You see that God is a forgiving God. And when you change one, one's mind, as I've mentioned earlier, you change one, one's course of action. So repentance is the key. And when you repent, you usher in revival. And that leads me to the, my point, my second point, that revival leads to the rebuilding of our lives. Because revival is a renewed passion. Revival means for us to recommit ourselves, to have a spiritual fervor, bagong pag-asa, bagong pananaw. And let us look at Zechariah 1.17, how God showed them that they will be rebuilt and they will be restored. Zechariah 1.17, if you consider this verse, Therefore, thus says the Lord, I have returned to Jerusalem with mercy. My house shall be built in it declares the Lord of hosts, and the measuring line shall be stretched out over Jerusalem. Now, I just want us to focus on these two images here. The first image is that when the Lord says, my house shall be built in it. So, yung pong uh, house na sinasabi ng Panginoon, at what Zechariah is saying, is he interested with the physical building itself? Is God really interested in the building of the physical temple? Actually, no. The reason why God is interested with the building of the temple, it's because God wants to restore the worship and the relationship with His people. And that is why He measured the measuring line. And I'm showing you the picture. Ito siguro yung ancient. This is what I've just googled. Yung uh, measuring line, yung surveyor line. Yung mga uh, surveyor, Diba sinisipat-sipat nila yan? They, they just look at it so that they know how long, how big, how wide uh, uh, the building or the lot that they're measuring for building. And so with those two images, God is telling them with the repentance that you have, with the revival that is caused by that repentance, repentance I will now build you. And that building and that rebuilding is not the building itself. The interest of Zechariah is the interest of God here, and the interest of God is not the physical temple itself. God is interested not on the physical space of the temple. He's interested in another physical space. Or rather, I would say, He's interested with another space, and that is the spiritual space in your lives. We could have a very big building, all of these things. But if we don't have that physical space for God, that temple of God in our lives, do you think the worship of God will happen? No. In fact, 
Jesus himself, he referred to himself as the temple. If we read John 2, 18 and 22, sabi niya, so the Jews said, what is a sign for us that you will do these things? Ang sabi ni Jesus, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. Then the Jews then, it has taken 40 years to build this temple and you will raise it up in three days? You see the disconnect between the understanding of people when it comes to the temple? Ang understanding nila ay ito, temple is physical. At minsan ganun tayo. We thought that worship is just coming here. We just thought that worshiping God is just singing praise and worship songs. And that's why my, my son asked me one time, sabi niya, uh, Tatay, what are we going to do in heaven? I said, we will worship God for eternity. Huh? Because he thought that worshiping God is just singing songs and having praise and worship. What is worship? Worship is lifestyle. Worship is life. When you go to heaven and worship God there forever, that is true. When you go to heaven, you will worship God in eternity. Pero ang tanong ito, tayong nabubuhay sa mundo, now that we're living our lives, we don't know what it means to live our life as a worship to God. Ang ibig kong sabihin, paano ba maglakad sa langit kasama ang iyong mga mahal sa buhay worshiping God? What does it mean to do kayaking in heaven, worshiping God? What does it mean to explore the paradise, worshiping God? How to live your life in eternity, worshiping God? Sa langit, there's paradise. Pwede doon ang picnic. Paano ba mag-picnic glorifying God? Worship. Paano ba mag-baking sa halangit? Worshiping God. Worship. So, worship in heaven will never be boring if worship is a lifestyle. So, worship is not just singing. I'd just like to correct you on that. Our theology of worship has been reduced to singing itself. No! Worship is about you living your life for the glory of God. Pagdating sa langit, yun ang gagawin natin day in, day out. So, I'm expecting na magbibaking-baking ako sa langit, glorifying God. Kasama ko kayo, maglalakad doon, mapipiknik tayo, worshiping God. Are you excited? Yung mga mahilig magkayaking, feeling ko may kayaking din doon. How do you do kayaking, worshiping God? Biking, feeling ko meron din. How do you do biking, worshiping God? How do you live your life worshiping God? And therefore, you should be excited going to heaven. Kaya yung anak ko, sabi ko sa kanya na, no, you could still play, run, eat, worshiping God. That is worship. So you see the disconnect? When the, when the uh, uh, Israelites ask them, they refer to the temple as physical. But God does not refer to the, the physical temple. He refers to himself, to his body. Ano na ang templo ng Diyos? Sino ba ang templo ng Diyos? Nang pagsamba? Tayo. So God is interested in us. God is interested in our worship because in us, we could have the proper worship. And that's when rebuilding comes in, when you worship. Akala natin, worship is very distinct from the rebuilding of our lives. But no, repentance ushers in revival. That revival will lead us to worship, a renewed passion, and that worship will lead us to a rebuilding of our lives. And number three, it will lead us to this last point. Rebuilding of our lives lead us to the restoration of us as people of God. 
And if we will read um, Zechariah 1.17, Cry out again, thus says the Lord of hosts, My city shall again overflow with prosperity, and the Lord will again comfort Zion and again choose Jerusalem. This is the concept of God's restoration to Israel. That He will give prosperity to His people. Now, before you accuse me of I am starting to become a prosperity gospel preacher, let me just tell you this. And that is true. Whenever God restores, He prospers the people of God. Hindi man siguro pwedeng restoration, mas masahol pa kayo sa dating pinanggalingan ninyo. That's not restoration. And, I, and I, I'll prove that point to you by going into your own life testimonies. Hindi ba nung hindi pa kinakakilala sa Panginoon when you don't know yet Jesus Christ? Your life was really a mess. But when you offer your lives to Him, you really had a true repentance. You were revived by the Spirit of God. And your lives were rebuilt because of that worship of God. And therefore, now God is restoring you. And with that restoration, hindi ba nabago ang inyong buhay? Dati, nagsasabu kayo. Ngayon, hindi na kayo nagsasabu. O sa mga tao sa Pilipinas na nakikinig ngayon, dati no, nagsiguro nagtachonky kayo. Ngayon, hindi kayo na kayo nagtachonky. Dati ang dami yung mga girlfriend, mga boyfriend. Ngayon, stick to one na kayo. Change life, change perspective, a dignified life. Brought about by repentance that was that caused revival and that revival caused the rebuilding of that life and that rebuilding results to restoration. So prosperity here is really true. And di ba't nakaroon kayo ng trabaho? Bakit maayos na buhay niyo eh? That is just actually very practical. And noon kasi painom-inom kayo, paano kayo makakapagtrabaho? Kaya sabihin nyo din sa mga asawa nyo, ayusin mo buhay mo, i-offer mo ang sarili mo sa Diyos. Paano magkakaroon trabaho, inom ng inom? Eh, nakakilala sa Panginoon. Now you become born again Christian, ay hindi ka na umiinom. Now, nakatrabaho ka na. You know, it's very practical. And so, prosperity here is actually also security. And the word comfort to Zion. Peace. Diba comfort is also part of peace? Kapayapaan? When you know Jesus, when God restored your life, isn't that He gave you peace? Kapayapaan? Ang gulo-gulo ng buhay nyo, your life is just a mess. You're just, you know, drawn into uh, left and right and whatever. It's just total chaotic life that you have. But when you find Jesus, and when God found you, everything changed. You were given comfort. But I'd like us to focus on this. It is not just the material things that we, I want us to focus on. Because otherwise, we will fall into that prosperity gospel preaching. When you look at this verse, we don't need, we don't need to forget the first line. Thus says the Lord of hosts. What is the source who is the source of that restoration? Who is that source of your prosperity or your security or your comfort or your peace? Wag tayong mag-fall dun sa mga Israelites. We focus on the material things, on the physical space, or the physical prosperity, or the physical things. We focus on who gave it. That is the theme of Zechariah. The coming of the Lord in your physical space. That God entered into your physical lives and transformed everything. 
that God revived you, that He gave you that life, He restored you, and He gave you a hope for the future. That is what God is calling us to have. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, this is what, for me, what revival, rebuilding, and restoration is all about. When God enters our physical space. Because God is not just interested in the temple, physical. God is interested in you as the temple of the Holy Spirit. As I end, here's my admonition to you. Are there areas in your life that needed revival? Are there areas in your life that needed rebuilding? Are there areas in your life that needed restoration? Hindi ko alam. This 2021, I don't know the things that you're praying for. Perhaps you're sick and you wanted healing. That part of your life. You have broken relationships with your family and friends. Or you have dreams that you're aspiring that perhaps did not happen last 2020 and you want it to happen this 2021 as part of your plan, as part of the restoration of yourself in a way or finding yourself. I don't know. But let this uh, be for you and let this, let this be our admonition today that God is interested in the restoration of our life. God is in the business of restoring people's lives. And we can always hope for that. And this 2021, my dear brothers and sisters, I hope and pray that our repentance will lead us to revival. And that revival will result to the rebuilding of our lives. And ultimately, that rebuilding will cause us to be restored. Offer it all to God. Isukun yung lahat sa Panginoon. Hindi ko po alam. Nawa sa pagkakataong ito, as we start our first year, 2021, let us repent. Let us come to the Lord. Offer everything to Him. Lord, bahala ka na sa 2021. Hindi ko alam anong mangyayari sa aking buhay. Maraming nasira nung 2020. In fact, I'm personally hurt for those people whose uh, relatives, loved ones died in 2020 na hindi sila nakauwi. To lose a loved one is one thing and not to be with them and to be with your family during that difficult moment, is another thing. Destroyed, broken. Pero we hope that God will restore it. Ano po sa palagay niya sa buhay niyo ngayon that God is calling you to be revived, to be rebuilt, and to be restored? Let us all offer them all to God. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us this time, this space to come to you, O Lord. Father, I pray that you will speak to your people today. Lord, last 2020, there are a lot of things that did not happen. You forced us to really pause, to stop, to think. And you've just introduced how sovereign you are in our lives. It's not our plan. It's not about us. That our plans always will yield to your plans. 
And Father, today, we repent. We repent for not trusting you enough. We repent for overtaking you in our lives. We repent for trusting so much in our capacities, in our abilities, that we forgot, Lord, that you are sovereign. Father, I pray today that you will revive your people, whatever it is that they are going through. Lord, I don't know, perhaps they have dreams, they have hopes this 2021. They might have request to you, they have something in their hearts that they're yearning. They did, they did not happen last 2020. 2020 could have been their year of really pain and trouble. But Lord, we can trust in you. You are our God who's in the business of restoring our life, restoring our family, restoring our future, restore, restoring our hope. That in you, we have a bright future. That in you, we have life. And Father, we trust you. This 2021, lead us. Lead your people today, I pray. Lord, whatever it is, the cries of their hearts, plans and programs of their life, of our lives, Lord God, that were impeded. Plans and programs of our lives that we, we weren't able to surrender to you, Lord. Now, today, we surrender them all to you. Lead us. We will obey. We will follow. And so, Father, today comfort your people. Give them hope for 2021. Give them hope, O oh Lord, that you will revive them, you will rebuild them, and you will restore them. You will give them that prosperity that comes from you alone, not focusing on the material thing, but focusing on you. You will give them that prosperity. You will comfort them. You will give them providence and sustenance. Father, we pray that you will be with us. And thank you, Lord, for this time of fellowship and being with one another. Bless also those people who have joined us today in their homes. May your love continue to embrace them. And may we all be protected in the midst of this pandemic. And we see, Lord God, and hope that all of this will come to an end very soon. We worship you and glorify you. In the name of our Lord, our Jesus Christ, our blessed hope, we pray. Amen and amen. My dear brothers and sisters, let us receive God's benediction. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. And the people of God respond, respond with a loud Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, my dear brothers and sisters. And for those of you who have joined us at home and watching via YouTube and Facebook, thank you for joining us. Join us again next week. And let us continue to be a blessing to one another as we keep loving God and loving people. Thank you, and we'll see you again.